Chapter 46 Blood Calls to Blood Once sated, the rank Duke Volar Fay flew towards me. Stopping within arm's reach, he began to hover, his focus and perception scanning me as he sought to understand the gift of blood I had just shared. He was brimming with life's energies, energies from the blood and honey so heady that he was finding it hard to concentrate, let alone hover. The energies empowered him, infused him with a headiness that leads into a languid, almost drunken euphoria. Bowing elegantly, pleased and drunk on the power of my tribute, he thanked me. The movement was graceful, despite his obvious inebriation, and occurring in mid-air. His movements, even in his demi-form, as courteous as it would have been by any seely noble, with feet planted firmly on the ground. It has been long since the old customs have been observed, he said. The Volar Fay have been forgotten and ignored, cast out and replaced by wisps and Aziza by most sea. We thank you for your kindness and extend guest rights to you. I am ranked Duke Hawthorne. I had thought myself the last ruler of the Volar Fay, but in this place we have been called, gathered by Danu. While it may be true that we are not the last of our kind, it is not far from the truth. Those that did not answer the summons when this Sithern was formed have chosen instead to fade, unable to trust that our future is anything more than extinct. So, we are all that remain of the Volar Fay that have embraced this new start. We are pleased with your gift of blood, honey, and milk. It will go far to replenish our fading powers and give us the energies we need to birth a new generation of Volar Fay. The first newly born since Mab contended for and won the Seely throne. The Sithern is pleased with your gift. It can be as curious as a child, so forgive any unseemly responses as it attempts to adapt to your desires. You are not the Sithern's creator, but you have been claimed as a friend in return for your gift. The tendrils of distrust and uncertainty that felt like someone is watching you, just out of sight, stopped abruptly as a bond of trust and friendship snapped into existence between the Sithern and myself. The mental and magical assault, the testing of my defenses, and attempts to breach my aura and subsume my mental processes, with the glamour the Sithern was projecting, ceased, and a welcoming warmth and acceptance replaced the feelings that I had been experiencing. The certainty that something was off, that danger existed all around, Thankfully and unfortunately, the energies that you have gifted will force my metamorphosis, an imperative of Volar Fay that cannot be ignored. It will allow me to rank and level, to become king of these few that remain. As king, I will be empowered to return life to the Volar Fay. Life begins at the top, and as I assume the throne of my people, they too will be changed, 
the spark of life once more blossoming. Even now, I fight the demands of that metamorphosis. I will need to enter sleep for a time as I transition. I apologize, but needs must. As such, I will leave you in the care of my wife, Lady Knight Petal. Duke Hawthorne explained, flying after another graceful bow. Lady Knight, I said, uncertain on who to address of the Volar Fay gathered, since she had not introduced herself yet. I am Tay Mac de Belleros, ye cryonax, ranked prince. Are you one of Duchess Wayne's outliers? That was a mistake, Carrot said. The lower ranked are required by precedent and protocol to introduce themselves first, before they are gifted with the name and house of those higher ranked. And even if it was a happy circumstance, you have gifted the Volafe greatly this day. You have given back their fertility, and they will never be able to repay that gift, so will be almost desperate to pay homage and honor when possible. It wouldn't be a problem here, but you have to start paying attention to protocol. No matter how silly you think the conventions, the mistake is small, and she will definitely overlook it, especially in her current euphoria. But remember, she is C, no matter her size, and C can be easily insulted, finding fault where none was meant, and protocol and honor have been used to claim slights and insults are enough to warrant a duel. It was little mistakes like this that cropped up, the unforeseen, that reminded me that I had a long way to go before I was fully see. Embracing the culture and values of these people may take me a century. It was no wonder that they considered their young still children until after their fifth decade. The Danu's blessing that you have been gifted with will have increased their trust, and they will find themselves willing to help and obey you, even though they won't realize that Danu has warped the weft and weave of your aura to make it more attractive to the Fae. So this slight would have been ignored even without the gift of blood and honey. Just remember in the future and wait for those ranked lower to approach and introduce themselves before deciding to reply with your name and house. Your Highness, I am Knight Petal, Clan Hawthorne, she said, kneeling in midair. The Duchess has offered us sanctuary and allowed us respite when we found ourselves drawn by Danu to this world in the same event that created this Sithern. We are neither vassals nor subjects. Instead, we are much like you, strangers in a strange land, land of iron and magic that is both hospitable and inhospitable to the demi-fay. We are safe inside this Sithern, but for those that would venture out, the very air is polluted with the poisons of iron and a miasma of poisons and pollutants that cause those demi-nature to wither, even if protective measures are taken. You didn't enter through the dungeon portal with Duchess Wayne? I asked. No, your highness. We have no memory of the before times. Before this Sidon was magicked into being, our memories are ones of thought and fiction, fleeting moments of wonderment and joy as the mortals dreamed our stories 
and told our tales. We are myth made real, invested with the breath of life. It is why we have remained, instead of fleeing to the Summerlands or Talim. Duchess Wayne offered us passage through the portal to Talim, but we were uncertain if the forms that we have been gifted would last in worlds not our own. You were all born at the same time, adult and ranked, I inquired, my surprise evident. Volar are more attuned and connected to the cycles of nature. We do give birth to our children, but in rare instances, Danu stirs, and the flowers of the field respond to that stirring. The demi-races are the result. No matter the species, Volar, Wisp, Aziza, Sprites, or Fae, if they are demi, they are magic given form and function. As long as magic exists, the demi will survive and thrive. Petal explained. Are you bound by system? I asked. At our birth, we weren't. But our agreement with Duchess Wayne altered us. That agreement gave us access and structure to the ranks, levels, and skills that the system provides. That was interesting. It made me wonder if Earth's population could be brought under system dominion. S-Prime might have an issue with it, but if it worked... It would be an effective way to stymie the God Particle Research Project. I had planned something else, but perhaps system integration would be an effective countermeasure to CERN. It would certainly be a permanent solution. I'd had Cedric gather a few dozen selenium seed nodes. Part of my plan had been to release those seeds into Earth's leyline streams. I thought it might work as a temporary stopgap to have the metal accumulating God Particles, the energies would be absorbed by the selenium here and with the portal closure. That should jumpstart and multiply normal growth for the selenium seed stock. I did wonder how system assigned rank and level for Fae that was created and not born, or those inducted into the system without ascension chambers. Perhaps it was an exception made for the first generation. And from this point on, ascension and growth would return to the convention sanctioned and established by system. Or maybe Duchess Wayne had found a way to farm experience for them so that they were able to gain advanced ranks and levels. I would ask, but I had been informed constantly that it was considered taboo to breach the subject of levels unless you were considering forming a covenant bond. Servant, staff, Vassal, house member, the type of bond that might be formed was irrelevant. But until it was in place, level and stats were closely held. I'd been too free with my information until that point had been forcefully impressed upon me. The path system provided were tailored to individual desire and determination. No two people would level and rank up in the exact same manner. To question how an individual reached a certain rank was tantamount to stealing proprietary lineage or declaring contempt and disdain for the family's heritage. When I derided Lane's ability to attain her new rank at the banquet, the insult of my words was much more agrarious than I'd realized at that moment. It was common knowledge that the children of the ranked and wealthy were power-leveled, but to actually discuss the actions and their results was never done publicly. To do so invited repercussions, 
for those who engaged in the practice felt compelled to defend the honor of those who had basically cheated and gamed the system. Lady Knight Petal waited patiently as I considered our conversation. The Scythern did not. Part of Danu's blessing, Danu's kiss, allowed any Scythern I created to move to my will, to become a living, breathing appendage that provided succor and protection. But those buffs and blessings were only meant to apply to any Scythern I might create. Interestingly, it seemed no one informed Duchess Wayne Scythern of that limitation. As Powell and I chatted, as I considered the chance that the system may have guided me to infect this world with the system paradigm, the possible ramifications to Earth, if system gained traction, the Scythern began to change. It conformed to some hidden signal I was unaware I was projecting. The changes started with the flowers. The fields before me were beautiful and fragrant. The flowers were varieties I'd never seen before, nor could I identify them before they began to evolve. But as evolution and mutation took root, they slowly transformed into varieties I was familiar with. The ground cover became clover. Uniform fields of gold bloomed with blues, violets, and reds as flowers native to earth erupted from the ground in an explosion of color and perfume. Tulips, roses, daisies, Flowers that were native to this world supplanted and replaced the cultivated garden that Duchess Wayne had created. Trees stretched towards the sky, bark and leaf twisting and forming a path of trellises that opened a path leading to an exit in the distance. The tree's natural cycle of growth continued until cherry blossoms had formed, branches heavy with beauty and the promise of a bountiful harvest cherries, ripe and abundant matured, and the sound of water cascading in the background completed the newly transformed field. A burst of magic, magic that contained the joy and childish delight of the Scythern completed the metamorphosis as a Japanese stylized gazebo was constructed to complete the aesthetics. A landscape that would be perfectly at home as the pride of place for any Japanese gardener. Satisfied that the Scythern was finished, I thought it prudent to acknowledge the gift and honor I had been given. Reaching into my ring of hidden depths, I withdrew one of the selenium seeds I had harvested. Reaching forth and injecting my mana into the metal, I acknowledged the pulse of life that began to beat in harmony with the Scythern. Holding firm to will and intent, I began to sculpt the metal until a shallow bowl had been formed. I grabbed another selenium seed to fashion a base. I constructed a pedestal for the bowl to rest upon and attached the crafted bowl with the unworked raw seed stock. Placing the materials near the gazebo, I withdrew a knife and once again made an offering of blood, this time encouraging my life's energies and magics to mingle with the blood that filled the bowl. You have created an altar of blood, magic, and life. Would you like to dedicate this shrine 